Come on, man. All right, we got uh, stuff to talk to Zach Bourne about. Zach, uh-huh. what's going on, man? Good morning, Zach. What's going on, guys? Good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, boy, the last couple of weeks, especially with all this Florida State and Kyle McCord news, I'm watching all the Booger McFarlands, the Pat McAfee's, and I was reminded at the Breakfast Club how good you and both your brothers, how good you guys are on the air. Did Justin, uh, especially Justin, and and yourself and and your younger brother Jacoby, did any of you ever entertain the idea of broadcasting on a national level of being uh, getting into uh, the field? No, you want to know something, Justin and Jacoby have always uh, been involved in the family business ever yeah. since. Man, they were probably ten years old. Right. So, um, you know, I was kind of the the mishap. I was the one who who uh, wasn't involved in the family business so much. There was a part when uh, you know there was a part in time where I thought about it, but no, that's it. I'm just going to take Torg up and uh, you know co-host the show with him whenever you're out on vacation. Okay. Well. You Come know, that kind of brings us to the next thing, Zach. Do you remember what you and Jerry bet on at the Breakfast Club? I, I do remember. Actually, you want to know something? If I'm just being candid, it was probably like 3.20 p.m. I was walking out of the big house, and I was so pissed off. And I think the number one thing on my mind was me having to go to Junkyard Dogs. And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we've had a lot well, of listeners. I, Zach, yeah, we had listeners that heard that on the morning of the yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah, I forgot all about it. And then we've been getting people messaging us going, when is Zach's shift at Junkyard Dogs? So I said, all right, we got to put Zach on and we have to set it up. I'm a man of my word. Okay. I will, I will do it. Um yeah, I don't. I don't need any training, Jerry. I'm ready. I, you know, I follow you on social media. It'll be easy. So I saw. I saw the fries that were available. The loaded this fries, like, burn ends. Yeah. Mm. It'll oh, be. Yeah. It'll be easy. What What day works best for you? You want to do a Friday, uh, like three to six, three to five, and then we yeah. can uh, go drinking, or do you want to do a Saturday after? Whatever works best for no, you. If I, let's do. Yeah, a Friday, like three to five, would be great. Okay, that's a, that's right, a plan. So, so behind the scenes, and then we'll, we'll work go to the Borgata, drink, get a pizza, eat our dogs. Yeah, it'll be fine. Perfect. Hey, all right. So we got, we just wanted to get that uh, kind of firmed up because people right. were harassing us. Now I have a football related question for you, Zach. Uh, Torg texted me yesterday about this. Uh, Devin Brown came out and he said he's going to be a legend and everything. My question for you would be. A, if he was your guy, why hasn't he started yet? And B, if he's their guy in-house, why would you be looking to the portal? He's not your guy, this Devin Brown. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think there's probably only one person that truly knows that, and that's Ryan Day. Um, I will say this, you know, Kyle McCord, this was his third year in the program. Devin Brown was his second. You know, Kyle McCord was a five-star quarterback, um, one of the top-ranked guys in the country. Devin Brown was highly regarded as well. But I think at that point, uh, at that point in time, like, there's something to be said, especially, I would say, I would argue the quarterback position more than any other position on the field. I would argue that experience is the ultimate trump card, right? Because when defenses give you different looks, when you get in certain situations, you want a guy that's leading your offense, that's been there, that's seen things, that understands your offense inside and out. Now, in saying that, 
I think we've all seen, you know, you look at Ohio State in the running back position, you've seen in some other positions across, um, you know, across the Ohio State program, injuries are a, are a killer thing. You know, that can deplete a position group quickly. And I think you fast forward to look in 2024, now you've got a 12-team playoff. So not only do you possibly have a 13-week season with 12 regular season games and a conference championship game, now you potentially have three more, three or four more games, right? So now you're taking a, a 13, 15-week yeah. schedule. Now it's turning into almost a 17-week schedule for college football. And if you're only rolling into the season with Devin Brown as your starting quarterback and then you look behind him and you've got Lincoln Keenholz, who I know they feel very strongly about, but it's still only going to be a second year in the program and not even his true second year because he didn't show up this past summer till June. You know, it's not like he came early last year. So he's only six months into learning the offense, the program, all those things. So he's still going to be a young buck. And then you've got a true freshman that's coming in that, again, is just learning the offense. So you can't go into, even if Devin Brown's your guy, you cannot go into the season with three quarterbacks in the quarterback room, two of them hardly having any knowledge of the program, and another one that if something goes sideways, you're done. And plus, I mean, it's Ohio State, right? We're not talking about, right. uh, no offense, we're not talking about middle-of-the-road Big Ten. You need to breed some competition like that's what's going to make everything great Ohio State is so good because they bring in dudes every single year that compete against one another that push the seniors ahead of them that, I shouldn't even say seniors that push the the previous starters ahead of them or the guys buying for starting positions if you only have Devin Brown Lincoln Keenholz and Aaron Nolan in that quarterback room Devin's not going to feel any pressure because those guys are some young pups. Those are more guys that are going to take underneath his wing. Devin obviously needs to continue to grow because, you know, he wasn't the starter this year. So there's obviously improvements that need to be made. And so you have to bring someone in to push Devin and see, hey, are you our guy or not? But of the guys in the portal, you're not going to bring – no one's going to come in from the portal to be a backup. That's got to be your starter. None of the top guys in a program like this – you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, None I of the good that. quarterbacks I, I, in the portal are going to come to Ohio State to be a backup. Yeah, but but you want to know something, Jerry? You can't, you can't promise people stuff. You just can't. We're in the day and age yeah, of yeah. college football. Guys are already getting paid. The moment that you make promises and you can't keep them, it creates a cancer in the locker room. It's a culture change. And so guess what? I think from every portal guy, top portal guy that Ohio State's talking to, they look at it as, hey, you come in, I've got the opportunity to start at Ohio you get State. The, you promise an opportunity. That's all you promise. Exactly. Yeah. And putting them in an opportunity where the starter's gone, you've got three – Devin Brown's still a young dude, so you've got three young guys. And basically it's like, hey, listen, go win this competition, which is going to be a much easier competition than, say, if Kyle McCord was still here. right? So that's, that's the intrigue that these top guys have – is that I see this massive opportunity at a place like Ohio State that Ryan Day has a knack for developing the best quarterbacks in college football. So it's like, hey, why, why wouldn't I go take a chance there? Why wouldn't I go yeah. work my butt off to just be the starting quarterback at Ohio State? Yeah, Zach Bourne's with us. And by the way, when I say legend, I mean – Look at how, without getting into it, how Kyle McCord's handled this situation, and look how Devin Brown's handled this situation. That's what I mean by legend. Because if you know behind, and it'll get out, and some people know, 
but how Devin Brown is like, I'm all in. That's what I mean with legend. He's embracing it. He's like, I'll do it. I'm with you fans. I'm in it. That's what I mean, Zach, by legend. I mean, he's already presenting himself and handling this situation, and and that the fans will embrace that. Yeah, well, I think that's something that probably Ryan wants to see as well. You know, you see a guy who sees the opportunity in front of him, and to Jerry's point, you know, those guys could be threatened about seeing the top quarterbacks in the portal being rumored to come to Ohio State. Well, you've got a dude that is there like, hey, listen, bring it on, right? Like, I'm ready to fight. I don't care, you know, what they give you from an NIL standpoint. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done before then. You're coming into the Ohio State quarterback room, right, where I've been for a couple years and guess what? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make your life hell until I win this starting job. And you look at the hype reel for Aaron Nolan. There's nothing, nothing. He may be your guy year one. You want to know something? He is a yeah. specimen. Those rumors are going around, Jerry. But do you really? I mean, it's so hard for a true yeah. freshman to start yeah, okay. in college football. I Fair mean, enough. it's almost next to impossible. I mean, yeah. You look at the landscape of college football. When's the last time a true freshman? Uh, won a starting job in at, at the beginning of the season. You know, the last yeah. one I can think of, Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, but he went in like game six, I think, start, took over starting quarterback position in game six, and it's because the guy in front of him wasn't performing well. So, you know, I don't know the last time a true freshman went in and won the starting job. Yeah. Arch, Arch Schleister, ni- 1979 Arch Schleister probably, Zach. Before my time, Torch. No, I, I know. I, well, before my time, too. I'm just trying. That's how hard it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You got to go back I mean, to guys, the 70s. Guys, look, look at Terrell Pryor, right? I played with Terrell. He was the number one player in the country. He still wasn't the starting quarterback year one. Yeah, he started a couple games, but you still you still had Beckman who was starting in front of him, and he didn't get the opportunity to become a true starter till year two. Hey, Zach, you're tied in with this. Uh, there is uh, the NCAA president kind of proposed, hey, why don't the schools and the nils get together and pay the players? Obviously, something has to be done. It's kind of the Wild West. It's kind of like NFL free agency without the contract terms. Do you see, and I'm not going to hold you to like a solution, but do you see in the next two or three years them getting a clear path of a salary cap or some type of you know clear air with this nil stuff? Yeah, you want to know something. I, uh, it's funny you brought this up. We could have an entire show about this. But uh, I actually was just talking to my uncle, who's a federal judge in Chicago, because he has some opinions about it. But, you know, they're talking about making a new subdivision of, of college football, which I completely agree. With the way money is coming in with some of these Power 5 schools, you look at the Texas, the USC's, the Oregon's, the Miami's, the Florida State's of the world. I mean, the list goes on and on. And some of the boosters that they have that are providing money, not to the school, but just for these NIL opportunities, you can't expect, you know, I think there's 136 or whatever Division 1A college football programs. You can't expect Miami of Ohio to be able to compete with Miami of Florida from an NIL standpoint, right? Like, and, and the other thing is now that you're seeing these, these Power 5 conferences that now is going to Power 4, but you see these TV deals that these guys are getting with Ohio State, I think, making $90 million a year. I think the argument is instead of making things so shady and letting these, you know, these guys on the back end pay these kids yeah. millions of dollars, let's create, let's streamline everything that's going on in college football. 
Let's put everyone on the same playing field. Let's create, I don't want to call it salary caps, but let's, let's create rules and regulations. And then guess what? Let's take some of this TV money and do revenue sharing like, you know, like, they, like we've seen in other sports. Let's take some of these other things where right now Ohio State can't give any money to any players and any NIL opportunities. Well, now let's create a program where Ohio State is able to give back. And then Transparency. Correct, and let's make a subdivision of basically the Power Four compared to the non-Power Five conferences, right? And let those guys work on their own and let the other ones work on their own. Guess what? The winner of the non-Power Five can still get into the playoff, but why should Ohio State be operating the same as Ohio University, right? Like, why should Miami of Ohio be operating the same as UL Monroe? We already see it now with Division I AA. Division I AA teams play – Division 1A teams all the time. They, Ohio State played this year, right? And guess what? That team still got money from uh, Ohio State to play. Youngstown State got paid to come to the horseshoe. If you set this up, those subdivisions, those smaller schools, are still going to get paid to go play the Power 4, Power 5 schools and, and still have that money. And it, it keeps the, the school keeps control as opposed to, you know, this Air Nolan coming on that say, I don't want Rick Reichert calling my guy at 11 o'clock on a Friday night talking nil deals with his father or whatever. It does, it dirties it, and that was the precaution and the fear a few years ago when nil first came up. Now you've got boosters with successful businesses cutting their own deal. At least keep it to the schools. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. It just um, it, it creates kind of shadiness. It puts players in bad uh, positions. You know, I'm sure if you had Mark Pantone or anyone over at Ohio State right now, the landscape of college football is so it's crazy it's asinine because you've got got agents that are involved asking for x y and z you've got agents doing backdoor deals like you need someone you need a governing body right that's not the ncaa because ncaa doesn't have enough manpower to oversee what 36 collegiate sports and they're corrupt too yeah and they're corrupt too yeah but you need someone that's able to have a governing body over what's going on and take all the shadiness out of college football right now. All right, next time we have you on, we'll talk about Missouri. I like I I'm enjoying the upcoming game because I think we're going to play a lot of young guys and I think Missouri looked good when I watched them play and I think they won it. I think this is going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, no, I agree. And then Jerry, we'll talk offline for uh for that Friday. You we'll got it. We'll pick going. one here in the next uh whatever month. All right. All right, yep. thanks Zach. Thanks Zach. We'll see. You.